there now, the Irish in Sweden, all over the place. The lads up in the north are wondering who took the sun away since the clocks went back last week. And they're wondering, Jesus, when is it going to come up again? March, lads. March is when it's going to come up again. You're very welcome once again to the Irish in Sweden podcast. My name is Philip O'Connor. You may have fallen in here into this podcast because you've been listening to the Global Gale podcast. If you are, you're very welcome. All the podcasts I do come out on the same feed, the Arrowman in Stockholm feed, and that's why you get Irish in Sweden and the Global Gale and the Premier Swede one about football and Arrowman in Stockholm about media and that. But this is the Irish in Sweden podcast. Now, lads, don't be turning off if you don't live in Sweden or you don't live in Ireland because uh, there's usually a bit of crack to be had out of these as well. And after a good bit of sport over the last few weeks, we're going to be turning our attention to things like food. And also, with the clocks going back, we're going to be turning our attention to Christmas. Now, those of you who have been over here in Sweden for some time will have noticed that Halloween has become a thing, right? I blame Brian Burns. Brian Burns started to do the Sowen Festival a good few years ago. It was one of the great charity gigs that Brian ran, uh, collecting some of the great talent that plays in the Irish pubs and the bars and the Spuds and Sill Society and the great creative talent that we have in the community. And he would often put together... A gig, a couple of gigs a year is what Brian used to do for the, for different homeless charities and that kind of thing. And it, at one point, the Samhain Festival, which used to occur at this time of the year, it speaks for itself, lads. There was no great tradition of Halloween here in Sweden, but Jesus, they're gone mad for it now. But as mad as they're gone for Halloween, uh, it doesn't take long before the pumpkins and the witches get thrown out and they're into the Christmas. And straight away you have Lussibullar and you have Yule Must and you have all this stuff. It just goes straight into Christmas now. I remember years ago actually in Dublin working for Golden Discs and um, I was working in the Ilex Centre in Dublin uh, down towards the Dominic Street entr- entrance there and they started to open uh, in the Ilex Centre on a Sunday and this was unbelievable at the time. This was heresy because, you know, good Catholic nation that we were opening a shopping centre on a Sunday, get out of that. And of course, we thought like everything else, it'll never last. People won't like it. People won't come in. Well, they came in in their droves, lads. And that's why to this day you can still do your Christmas shopping on a Sunday anywhere in Ireland because it proved to be so popular. But um, that was like the middle of November, which is where we are now in the calendar. And I thought, jeez, it'll never last. But now it's just getting earlier and earlier every year. And I saw the uh, the old Halloween stuff being hide into a skip and uh, the Christmas stuff was replacing it already. But that's the world we live in, so we'll have to get into it. And with that, it's probably not a bad idea for people like ourselves to start planning what we're going to be doing at Christmas, what we're going to be eating, and what we're going to be drinking, and where we're going to be, and that kind of thing. Uh, if you're planning on moving around this country at Christmas, I'm sure you were in at SE this week, uh, the railway company, as they had the world's greatest. If you think Elon Musk is having a bad time with Twitter this week, lads, it's nothing to the absolute chaos that was going on with SE as they released all the Christmas tickets uh, on their website for people wanting to travel from, you know, various different parts of the country, etc, etc. And no doubt there's people above Ludio and Yavla and, and Sandvik and that kind of thing who are trying to get back to, uh, the, the, to Orlando and to Stockholm and this kind of crack, you know. So the whole thing was chaos. I have to go to... Um, to Malmo the week before, just in a week leading up to Christmas there, and getting a ticket was just unbelievably expensive and unbelievably difficult and that kind of thing. But I hope you got that sorted out. But a little later on in this episode, I am going to be talking to Gareth from Taylor and Jones here in Stockholm, and they are one of the primary sources of uh, Irish and British foods for the Christmas, that kind of thing. So I just dropped into his little shop there a little bit earlier on, 
And after that, I meant uh, I dropped in to see our first guest today, who's Jen O'Sullivan. Now, in one of the very earliest episodes of the podcast, I dropped into Jen because she started her own business making fresh pasta over at Söder Hallena there at Medboya Platzen, which is on the island of Söder here in Stockholm. And I dropped in, and at that stage, you know, she was just making the pasta and selling it, right? So there was no lunches or that kind of thing. Well, in the intervening year, an awful lot has happened. So I was going to drop into her to have a little chat there. Now, I actually spoke to Jen after. After I mentioned, after I met Gareth, right? So I do mention Gareth in this conversation, but this is the way it works in the creative business, lads. I have made an editorial decision to bring you the conversation with Jen first and then Gareth. So if you hear me mentioning Gareth there, you know what that's about because I don't want to be confusing you, lads. I know people don't have the patience for that. They don't have the brain, the brain capacity, the bandwidth for dealing with my nonsense. But I'm giving you that old content warning now. So let's wander over on our Stockholm e-bike there now to uh, Jen O'Sullivan. Have a little chat about the fresh pasta business and starting doing lunches and where she is after the last year of working by herself over there to build up her business. Right, one of the original guests on the podcast. It was, a, it was a week two we had a chat with you, Jen O'Sullivan. I think so, yeah. There you go. And you've gone on Fresh. and you've, ta- you've taken over the pasta game now completely. Yeah. Booted out some of the people who were in there with you. No, no they, they departed. <laughs> yeah. Well, tell me, what has happened in the last year here? So, yeah, I came this summer and I took over. So now I'm running it myself. Um, and we do lunches now and we do takeaway fresh pasta. So the pasta feature, I'd rather have sell more fresh pasta, but yeah. that's just the way it goes. We we need the lunches, I think, to, and we're in a food hall, so it makes sense. That's the thing. So, um, yeah, we're just trying to continue what we're doing, like keep a really good like um, quality of ingredients and then expand on the menu sometimes, like so yeah. experiment a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> like today we had, a, or this week we had Agnes, the student in. Yeah. She was doing like um, her work placement. And so we decided we'd do a whole new recipe with like saffron, uh, a saffron dough and then do yeah. like a pear and gorgonzola recipe. So she helped us make that, and like it was great to have her how here. Did, so. How did that go down with the, the customers? Or sort of used to your more sort of you know Italian kitchen, very strict thing. No, but that is an Italian gorgonzola. Is very like is a gorgonzola saffron, saffron as well. Yeah, not the saffron, but because um, saffron I think goes well with gorgonzola and yeah. also with fish and stuff. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, we just said we because Christmas is coming, and I know some people last year wanted like a saffron a fettuccine or tagliatelle, and it goes really well with fish. Wow. Um, so yeah, so we said okay, we'll experiment a bit this week because I can't do fish here. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> because, going to do is it cheese. Of smell or what is it? No, because we don't have a kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a, like we have like you know two induction stoves. That's what we're working off. That's all. Um, we don't have a kitchen, so I need to keep things simple and basic. But yeah. like yeah. So be no slow roasted pork for no. So people know. yeah, we do like a ragu. So we do every week. We have a salsicha ragu. Yeah. And that's the only meat one we do. The rest is all vegetarian. Yeah. Um, because yeah, we don't have a kitchen, so I can't. <laughs> I can't live. I can't. Yeah, exactly. I can't eat something sitting on for like hour, or eat two or three pots sitting on for a good while. So yeah. I need to do like bit by bit. And yeah, it seems to work out because, like you know, again, I, when I came here last year, I, again, I remember saying how surprised I was at how busy you were. And it's still the same. It's like, you know, it's coming up to two o'clock in the afternoon here. And there's still people here eating and buying stuff and that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. Like we get a lot of work people in buying lunches. And yeah. we got a lot of repeat customers from that. So I think for me, for next year, because Soda Holland is staying open next year. Because yeah. it was meant to close for renovations, but they're not going to close till 2024. Yeah. So I'm going to take it month by month yeah. and just see how it is. Because 
I don't you know the way it is with the economy now and maybe people tighten up and they won't come buying fresh pasta. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. So I think we will uh, take it month by month and see how it goes. Mm. If it's if it is a case that people are, you know, not able to come in and buy lunches or buy, you know, fresh, you know, this fresh kind of fresh pasta, pasta or, yeah. or they can't afford it, they prefer to buy a cheaper version in the supermarket, yeah. then I have to just go with it. Yeah. But I, I'm, I don't mind. I'm, I'm happy I did this because uh, it was something I wanted to do for a long time. It turned out to be brilliant at it, I have to say. Not that I'm one bit surprised, <laughs> as competent as you are, like, you know, but it's been a huge success story for you. I love it. Like, I love doing it. I love making pasta. I'm not I'm not a cook or a chef, but... Um, ah, you pull it off now. I was watching you there making that lunch, and, you know, you have it going on. I'm actually there, enjoying it. I enjoy, yeah. like, the pressure of, like, you know, you know, I think one week here, one Friday, we had 44 lunches in, like, in an hour and a half, two yeah. hours. I never would have dreamed of doing 44 lunches. Like, I know yeah. I come from a big family, but... <laughs> <laughs> they were never that hungry. <laughs> but I, I quite enjoy doing it, so yeah. that's the thing, yeah. How difficult was it to learn that? Because, you know, we're all used to sort of pottering around our own little kitchens, a little bit of this, a little bit of No, no, they want it now, because these people are going back yeah. to the office, yeah. and this is time they could, they could spend walking around Mailboy or Plaza, that they just want the thing in their hand. Like, yeah. was that difficult in the beginning? Yeah, because I was stressing myself, but then I was like, okay, it's a fresh product. It's like taking three minutes, four minutes to do. Yeah. Like, you know, and if there's a queue of people, I used to stress and I used to give them my free drinks and things if I, if I felt, or I'd be like, oh, here, have a free lunch on me. But afterwards, yeah. and I said, no, what am I doing? Yeah. They just have to wait. I seen other lunch places and I was like, no, they, they just have to wait. They yeah. have to learn. You That's know, the process. We only have a pot that has four, you know, I can cook four portions at a time. Yeah. So I just learned to kind of go, no, not stressing. They just have to wait. If they yeah. don't want to wait, they'll go somewhere else, and that's okay. Like, because we can only do what we can do. Just the thing. Who are the customers? Is it mostly people working offices around where we're sitting here on Saturday? Yeah, and then in, and at the weekends, we're getting more families come in because we do like a family, like a, you know, child portion, like 75 kroner. Yeah. Any, it doesn't matter what it is, they can have a 75 kroner. Yeah. So I think it's quite good value for kids on a Saturday. And yeah, and then in the afternoons, we have some regulars who come and buy fresh pasta. Um, and sauces or yeah so it's it's nice yeah it's a sort of a varied thing so, yeah, very, so the yeah. first rush during the day will be all the office heads who are looking yeah. for their lunch and they want to nail and then so two three o'clock people are going to pick up their kids that kind of thing is that yeah and then you kind of get some people around five and then it dies off again like between six and seven it's quiet mm. but you and the day is very long Jen are they <laughs> like we I come in at eight and then um, I work with another girl Oyoka she works full time with me so we kind of split the days between us. So she'd come in at 11 and work till seven or else I come in at eight to four or we swap around. Yeah. So uh, we try and do 40 hours a week. Um, I do a bit more, but that's because I own the place. <laughs> that's the thing, when you're the owner, there's always a demand. And I have then, yeah, I have a, another Anna Pia. She works part-time hours. And I just got in a girl, actually, a Ukrainian girl who's been looking for work for six months. So she's going to come in and do a little bit with me. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we just keep going. Just tip it away there, yeah. you know? But I, I, re I understand now, I know I can't do everything and I have to kind of delegate yeah. and I have to have somebody else here. You know. That's the thing, because when we think of your background in athletics, right, you are very much sort of, you know, they're solo sports. It's yeah. not really a team. Yeah. I know there's people around and all that, but it's you, it's your performance. Actually. Is it very difficult for somebody like you to delegate then? In so these hard. <laughs> I've learned freak. though, I was, I think I still am, but I've learned to delegate because I know I can't. And I think last year being here, I realize, I realize that. I realize I can't do this all myself, even though I think I can. Yeah. And you end up like, you have um, yeah, your family to think about, not yourself anymore as well. Yeah. So I can't go home like absolutely shattered or, you know, and as well, the food will end up being like crap if, if it's yeah. something that I'm stressing over. Like yeah, yeah. you need to be relaxed doing it. And 
Yeah, no, I, it's been great actually being doing this because I've learned to kind of go, no, you you know, everybody else can do the same job and just as good. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just you. Is that the biggest learning over the year? Or has there been other sort of practical things about marketing, about, oh. you know, the process and all that? Like, God, you look like you've learned a whole lot there with that facial expression. Like, I, th I don't think, I don't know. Yeah, I tried to do all the accounting myself at the start and then I had to yeah, keep that, that over. I didn't, yeah. I learned that that was not a good idea. I've learned as well, you know, you're not good at everything. Yeah. And you have to just delegate and, and you have to give, things to people that are good at them. Yeah. that's why they have the jobs in accounting or um i think we could be better in social media but i'm, I'm not really bothered i'm like if people want to come here they'll come and they'll come back i don't have some people saying oh yeah tag us on instagram or yeah because it's just not me so well, the, the other thing is though you can get good at those things but yeah. maybe not now you yeah. know like there's other go, things that can, that, yeah yeah it can, it can yeah. kind of wait what you're building up all yeah. this because i notice as well there's an awful lot more on the shelves here there's more machines here there's yeah. more stuff here there's tables and chairs that weren't here before mm. you know and um, when you're the people that you started up with you sort of took sort of sole ownership of the whole thing you know do you miss having somebody or is it better now that you get to sort of control more would you say I think like because it was three of us starting off originally, but then you have to wait around to make decisions and do things, and you know, it, it, I'm sure it works in certain circumstances. But I think it got to the point where um, it just didn't make sense doing that yeah. here because um, we're small, and it's not like we're making enough money to support loads of people either. Um, like even staff, I can't afford to take on loads of people, and that's why we have to kind of work our hours so well and. So, like, it's everything's going well, but you know, you take into cost the cost of finding products, and you take in the cost of making it. Electricity like went way up. I was like, double. Was that a big kick in the teeth? Was it? Yeah, yeah. September, I was like, what? <laughs> so I kind of was like, okay, like, and you do have to put the prices up a bit. I, I came back after the summer. I put the prices down, and I actually had to put them up a little bit because I was like, I can't do that. I can't yeah. put them down. Even if I want to, like, you know. I think there's a thing there, though, Jen, because like, we as Irish people are price conscious, right? Yeah. Because we came from what essentially was a poor country yeah. in the mid-1980s and that, you know? So we think of it, well, Swedish people don't really think of the same way. They think, well, look, if the quality is good enough, I'm prepared to pay yeah, it, right? Maybe, yeah. Now I've gradually moved more towards that, but it is always the first thing. Well, if I'm a five or cheaper than somebody else, or, or a euro or 10 crowns or whatever, yeah. you go, well, obviously they'll come to me, but it doesn't really work that way either, is it? No. And I was like, <laughs> I always feel like bad if someone's like, oh, it's a bit expensive. And I'm like, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> And then like, oh, oh, here, I, I'm, I actually learned that this year I have to stop being so nice to people. <laughs> I'm too nice sometimes. No, it's when like I was here last year trying to give me stuff. I was going, no, yeah, I'll pay for it. I, I want to help you out. I've like, learned, you know? that was another thing I learned this year. Like, you know, you're running a business out there and you can't give stuff away for free. Like, that's the thing. I'm too, I'm too nice sometimes. sometimes. Well, no, you're always too nice. That's the thing. Now, we have to deal with that part. No, now I've learned to go, no, like people have to pay for things. Are you capable of that? Are you? Can you no, be I, the hard-headed businesswoman now? Can you? I am now because I realize like, you know, where the money, like, you know, where I need the money and stuff. So I'm not learning, earning a full salary yet. So, you know, I yeah. have to think of that like long term, like in a future, a month or two, I'm hoping, yeah, okay, I can earn a full salary out of this yeah. and not be, but I'm still only in the first year. So I have. Yeah, in fairness, you're going remarkably well for somebody who's a year into the business, you know, and yeah. you seem to have avoided making many of the mistakes that people make as, as they go along. Well, I have made loads with everything. What was the biggest one? Oh, I don't like the one last year when I first started. I was using a this lovely board to roll dough on, like yeah. a roll, a do a solia on, and it was it wasn't mine. It was Lena's, and the one thing she said was, "Do not cut on this board because it's only for rolling." And I was doing like ravioli, and I was like, "Oh, these are so beautiful!" And I just went for it, and I was like cutting on her board with it. And when I realized what I did, I went. I actually was crying. I thought she was going to kill me, and that was like 
one of the biggest mistakes. Like I was like, oh no, like this is so precious, this board, this yeah. table. Um, and there's other things like there was just like simple things, but you just go, oh god. But like the fridges, the temperature. These fridges are old. Yeah. And last year, at one point, um, yeah, I was checking every day, but the fridges just went kaput one day. Everything. That's a So it was like the fans were blowing in instead of out, and like we didn't know. So now I have to defrost them every like I know now defrost them every two weeks, and you know yeah, it's just yeah. the way it is. Um, so yeah, just loads of little things that I've picked up but I'm like oh it's grand I've learned I know now it'll, it'll get there in the end you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. you mentioned that this place is going to be closing for renovations mm. uh, in 2024 is that a huge sort of threat to you or is it sort of you know I can move it somewhere else I can go and do something different entirely or that kind of thing I don't know we kind of said you know what this either works or it doesn't and if I think in January February or March even that this isn't working it's not feasible like it's affecting my family life too much or if it's you know it's 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 like the cut I want to have good, like organic products. I want to have things. If that's costing too much and I can't do that, then I'd rather step away than have a product that I don't believe yeah, in. Yeah. So I'm actually okay with it because I've, I've I've given it, I've given it a go and I've tried. Yeah. I think I used to look at it, like you know if you set yourself a goal and see it as a failure, but I wouldn't see this as a failure because I've learned God, so much no. and I actually could just go work somewhere else or find yeah. someone who's the same kind of idea and, and do something with them or yeah. it doesn't bother me that I mightn't have a business, my own business, but um. I've learned a lot and I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's okay if it doesn't work out. Yeah, I'll be enough for something else. Like, what you're doing, like, yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think, though, to stick to your principles in regards to, like, what you produce. And yeah. I, I don't want to go back on that. I, don't, I wouldn't want to produce something that I don't believe in. So oh, I can't really see you compromising on, on what's here, you know, no. going, ah, oh, no, you know what, I'll take the cheaper flour. I'll, you know, Cheaper potatoes or tomatoes or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or, or I'll do this a little bit quicker yeah. and that kind of thing. Because you still find, I'm looking at, there's a can of tomatoes yeah. up there that are, like, 35 crowns. You still swear by those things, right? No, no, but I have ones here that are organic, 20 kroner. So yeah. I try and have a bit of everything thing um because it depends on the people coming in here like so i yeah i, I don't swear by having something expensive but like something good yeah. like a good quality um not something that's expensive just for the sake of it kind no of thing, no right? like i said like th those cans are 20 kroner like yeah. and, and they're organic tomatoes yeah and if i can find things that are like a an okay price that i think is good quality then i would rather sell that than yeah, yeah. How are things going with the family? What does Matteo say at home? Is he delighted to be eating fresh pasta every day still? Or is he sick for you? No, I'm probably not making as much pasta at home. It's probably better actually for us as a family because Killian was like getting too obsessed with pasta. Um, and no, it's great. Killian has come and helped out here a few times. Like How old is he now? Seven. And he wanted to clean and do things. So he was great. How is he seven years old? I know, That's yeah. Tiny old For him, it's all that he loves everything with pasta, pizza, potatoes like you know paedina everything. he's a carbs merchant is he yeah? totally yeah <laughs> um but no it's it's good mateo's been so supportive i'm i'm really lucky because i don't know yeah to start with i worked a lot here in the first six months i was uh like i was here a lot yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, and he's taken on a lot but he's so supportive like I'm yeah. so lucky I'm so lucky fantastic well, yeah. I suppose to say there is a little bit of an upside to it as well listen I saw a video on your Instagram the other day that I have to ask you about right the perfect carbonara oh yeah how do you go about doing that right for people who haven't seen the video <laughs> simple one egg like I would what do you do okay you render your guanciale first you have guanciale so it's like pig yeah like the meat, meat yeah from the cheek and it's like Cut it up into small little dice pieces. Put it into a cold pan to start. No oil because there's plenty of fat in it. Yeah. Let it render. Let it cook till it goes crispy and the fat kind of melts. And then whisk an egg and pecorino cheese together. So you have that like all whisked together. Put it in with the guanciale. 
on a very low heat, like really, really low, and just yeah. mix it until it becomes a cream. So you basically don't want it, yeah, you don't want the egg to fry in the middle curdle. of all that. Like, if yeah. you put it too high, it'll curdle. Yeah. As the pasta, put the pasta on to cook in the meantime, and if it's fresh pasta, it'll only take three, four minutes. Um, if it's if it's other pasta like ten minutes, then don't put the egg in the pan. Don't put that on till nearly three take, minutes. Take your time, lads. Take your yeah. time. But then put the pasta into it and just mix it, mix it off the heat, and say creamy, and use the pasta water to um, to blend it all together to yeah. give it to keep it creamy. So you just take yourself a couple of spoons of pasta water, throw it in there, it'll be nice and creamy, throw yeah, it up there. Exactly. A the little bit of black pepper, that kind of thing. Mix, mix, mix. Yeah, black pepper and a bit of salt. Yeah. yeah. So you but want to coat the pasta completely with this yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. And then if you need more cheese, put it in, but leave it like pecorino, you need to have it off the heat so it doesn't, because uh, that'll go really sticky and clumpy. Yeah, yeah, fatty and yeah. Yeah, so you want to just always take it off the heat if you're mixing with the egg and the, yeah, and the pecorino. One last question. I was, um, just a Taylor and Jones there down in Hampton, like oh, I got yeah. them, which is a good old spot for getting your turkey, that kind of thing. Um, you have the Italian connection in your family, you have the Irish connection in your family, you have the Swedish, you're living here in yeah. Sweden. Where are you going to celebrate Christmas and what way are you going to go about doing it? I think, well, I booked the lads a flight already to Italy, so they're going. So now I'm just trying to sort out um, here so I can go on the 24th. So I will fly from here on the 24th. I did the same last year. Jesus, that's so because we work until the 23rd yeah so i have to be here and then the 24th then i'll fly out to italy for a week and come back and they're going to stay there for three weeks so you close down here for the week no i'm going to have staff here for the week will you yeah, yeah will there be anybody here will there you can't see you can't plan and I, yeah. I i could have one person here and it'd be fine but then if there's loads of tourists or there's people coming looking for lunches all yeah. day how like, was it last year was it busy last year because we had like a contract only a one-month contract at the start we were able to close over christmas yeah so but they said it was quiet but then there was covid so yeah, you know, it was yeah. kind of in between with covid so it hadn't, yeah things hadn't really kicked off again uh, yet, like, yeah uh, so i kind of uh, but this year i need to come back because i it's only myself and another girl full-time so uh, yeah. but the week is good i'll take a week <laughs> yeah i suppose but the other thing is i think it's a christmas eve is a saturday and christmas day yeah. is a sunday this year you know so and then you know the, the st stephen's day is on the monday so you'll be open for sort of four days when you won't be here you know yeah will you be able to sort of switch off now on that time will you be able no, to sort I don't of think so i think no i think i can a bit because i know with oyoka she's um she's great like she's well able to do everything and um she can do everything that i can do now yeah like, so yeah, she's from Mongolia and she's like, she worked in an Italian kitchen for three years. Yeah. Um, and she didn't work in like as a chef or anything, but she worked with the pasta and everything. She's yeah. seen everything and she's here with me and she's, she's amazing. She's so she, she would have made fresh pasta before, would she? Uh, no, she would have, yeah, with the machine, yeah, with the extruder. Yeah. Uh, so it's like artisan pasta with the bronze dyes. So it's, it's really, really good pasta. So she made that before and she knew how to do that. And since coming here, then she's learned how to do sfoglia, you know, tagliatelle, fettuccine. And she's also doing field pasta now to Italian stuff. So okay. she's great. And uh, I'd be lost without her. <laughs> Send me over to Christmas. She'll be here. Yeah, no, but every day she's amazing. Yeah. Like, I'm so lucky to have her. And her, her English and Swedish is not great, but we manage. Yeah, and I don't, I don't think it makes any difference. I think you know it's good to give people a chance. Yeah, no, of course. And as and you mentioned, with that Ukrainian girl's yeah. been looking for a job for the last uh, six months, that kind of thing, you know. I know, and, and she had like chocolates here. She was making them and selling them outside Winterviken, and that's how I got to know her. Okay. And I said, oh, do you know what? Leave them here over winter because she's going to stand outside Winterviken all winter, like selling them. So, um, and then I said, you know what? We'll try and give you some hours. So, like, she came in last week because I had no one because staff were sick and on holidays. 
And I said, do you want to try it? And it was like, I threw her in the deep end. I really did. Like there was no one, there was literally, it was so stuck. And she was like, she was so good. Like she was amazing. Like, so I was like, do you know what? It's great to give people chances like that when you can. Isn't that the thing though? Because like all any of us is looking for is there's a, a lad, Tom Brennan's after moving over here, just looking for a start. Now yeah. he's a great man to go and get jobs and that yeah, kind of yeah. thing. But I'm sure you were the same yourself you're coming over here going, just let me in yeah. the door, yeah. you know? When we were going into Reuters 20 years ago, I think if like if anybody gives me one chance, I'll take the hand and all off. It won't be the same for that, that girl now. Yeah, know? no, definitely. And she's and the same with Oyoka. She came here and she I think within two days she had a job. Yeah. You know, if you want a job, you'll get a job. Or so even even with you know dodgy English and dodgy Swedish, she was able to come in and show her you right. I know you know I can help you here. I can walk away and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I think know? when you give people the chance though, because she's very shy and and when I was like, no, now you take you know you take the orders and you do whatever and you give them a chance to use what they have. Yeah. And then they're fine. They manage like in, they find and a people way, are like, understanding as well because we've had customers come in and they know and they're and they're really understanding. Yeah. In regards to the language, so. Yeah. Do, do you think that has to do with the part of the city that you're in? That this is some fairly cosmopolitan part of the city, really. Yeah. You know? There's a lot of people that would speak English or they don't mind. You know, maybe yeah. it's different in different parts. I don't yeah. know, but I think people are quite yeah, they're quite good. They're at, happy enough to give people a chance, you yeah. know. Yeah. You zoom out from this gen now over the last year, year and a half that you've been doing this, you know. Is it still the pasta, the Italian kitchen? You know, is that still where your passion is, or could you say yourself moving into other aspects of food? You know, no, no, I love, I just love pasta. <laughs> <laughs> I've loved pasta, like I don't know, all my life, but especially since I started doing fresh pasta. Yeah. And I'm still learning because I'm not from Italy, and I don't have that culture, like you know, being brought up with food in that way. Yeah. So that's what I love about this like I like you know even doing the gorgonzola and pear thing I would never cook that at home because Matteo wouldn't, wouldn't eat gorgonzola anyway he thinks it's too smelly <laughs> <laughs> but for me I was like oh this is so nice like I would never have made that yeah. you know or like a duya sauce a spicy sausage we're going to do it in a few weeks like with a tomato sauce and try that out or you know a salsicha I'm vegetarian yeah. I make salsicha ragu and I have to try it and it's like it's really nice Yeah. <laughs> and you know so it's I'm I'm learning as I go. I'm yeah. not I'm not one to say I'm not a professional and I have still loads to learn in regards to yeah. Watch how everything in the food industry works, so yeah. We we'll get there. Well where can people find you and what can they get when they get here then? This you is can the find sales us, pitch. Yeah, in Soda Hall and So we have lunch from eleven until basically until two, three every day. We kinda do a clean up and then Monday to Thursday, most days we can cook between like three and six as well. So if people come in and they want something um, in the next few weeks, I'll put up like an evening menu, mm. something that's quick and easy for us as well, because there's only one of us here. Um, and then on a Saturday, we're open from 10 to 4, and we serve lunch from 11 until 3. Um, and if you want fresh pasta, we do like different kinds. Like we can do egg-free or we can do like um, with egg. Mostly ours is with egg. Um, and we do sauces like tomato sauce. We do pestos. Um, and, and yeah, if you want something in like a kilo pre-order mm. and we can have it ready. It's not a problem. Like the, that same day. Um, and it's best to pre-order because then you get something that's really fresh and good, high quality. Made to order, no messing around. Yeah, yeah. Just send a message on Instagram or ring me and uh, yeah, yeah. we can fix it. If I was to say to you, right, what's your favorite pasta dish? If you had to eat one pasta dish for the rest of your life, what would you pick? <laughs> I love um, orecchietti with chimichurri, which is like from Puglia. 
So I make orecchietti. They're like little ears, basically, what they're called. Yeah. And that was one of the first pasta dishes I ate with Matteo's mom. Yeah. Um, and you have breadcrumbs on top, and it's like um, it's like bro- it's like the leaf of broccoli. It's that's yeah. how I could describe it. But it's for me, it's like one of those really home cooked, really nice meals that I always remember. That was the first lovely pasta dish I got from his mom. <laughs> it's amazing how emotional food can be, yeah. isn't it? There's that kind of memory that you attach to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Talking to, to Garrett Taylor there about the turkey and that kind of thing. And he was going, look, at, don't get a small turkey because it just looks like a fat chicken kind of thing, you know? Yeah. That kind of thing. It's so funny, like, I, I don't miss Irish Christmas dinners at all. Do you not? No. No, I, like, I love Matteo's mom makes these amazing spreads on Christmas Eve. And I mean, like, a spread. It could be, like, we have about five different courses yeah. and there's just loads of little bits in between and it's... It's amazing. Like, I I don't know. It's so different, I think, to Irish. You know, you normally mm. have traditional turkey, ham, and your And then sleep in your for bed. three days kind of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I could sit for five hours there eating, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> These extended, does that come from being an athlete when you kind of have to go, okay, well, I can't sort of gorge on anything now. I have to be careful with that kind of thing. Probably. I've always loved my food, so I don't know. I've, I've always loved food, and I love eating and trying new things and I think growing up in Ireland with my my poor mom had like 12 to feed it was like you know you have one meal and that's it like and you had the same thing nearly every week on the same day because yeah, yeah. she had to have a routine um and as as we got older that changed but um I don't know Italy every time I go it's you know you have different regions different dishes different and it's so diverse mm. um but Ireland has changed because now like you know you used to be able to get fish everywhere like yeah crazy because we're surrounded by water Even on an island, exactly. and now it's like you go there and it's like this such a diverse menu everywhere and you know you have like i follow these girls in sligo and they're doing fresh pasta now as well and it's just it's so nice it's become so diverse and so many people have opened these lovely little you know places as well like little cafes and do, do you find there's other people in stockholm here jumping on your bandwagon now because you've sort of proof of concept you've shown here that this can it's work funny. when we started there was nothing and then within the year a lot of places open i don't know they obviously had it in the pipeline or but there's a lot of pasta places now around yeah. i haven't eaten in any of them so i don't know what they're like but um there is a lot of like pasta places yeah yeah and how many are likely to have your name over the door in the next year or two none, none probably <laughs> but there's no regrets one way or the other no no i think um I think it's good. I think that if there's more competition and there's more people with like really good quality products, then that's really good because then people know that the sta- there's a standard. Mm. You know, you can't just throw out anything. You know, pasta, I think um, it can be very easy just to throw out like crap pasta with like yeah. terrible ingredients or you you know made in like you know you can do yeah I, I, have to, I have to point out for people listening to this now the face that Jen is making here is like oh, Jesus pasta. you know it's, it's like something with a cat driving or crap pasta <laughs> I like pasta with a bite but I also like with a really good flour so yeah. it doesn't bloat you mm. and that you know if you use an organic stone ground flour you're getting like lots of nutrients high in protein like that's what I love about like you know this is that like i can control what i do i can make something that's really good and healthy yeah you know a lot of the time you buy a pasta even if you buy the product in the shop like you can get good products but if it's not like done in the right way if it's like if you have a normal like flour that's mass produced you know you it's the protein structure in it is affected by the heat like you know the heat from producing it and then the machines as well if they're not an artisan machine like using bronze dyes and that, or if they don't have a water pump that cools the pasta, you know, keeps the mm. machine cold, then you're getting a pasta that's already pre-cooked and it loses the protein. Again, you're losing yeah. all the nutrients and you're getting a pasta then that's 
it's not like nutritious at all. <laughs> so, so the only way to ensure that you're getting good nutritious stuff is just to do it by hand like everything no, else? No, there's really good dried pastas and if you look at the packets, they'll have art, like artisan or bronze dyes or you know, you can see yeah. you can see on the packets and that's what you need to look for. Like, or drying temperatures, dried over long periods, not short periods. Yeah. And they normally have it written on it as well. And they're really good. Dried pastas are, there's some really good, really good brands out. Yeah. You know, families that have been doing it for years. So. You, you never thought of that, the industrial production of trying to do something similar because I mean uh, you could do something and try and sell to people but I I, I don't I think that takes the foot like you're standing over a machine just producing pasta all day long like whereas here it's a bit more diverse we get to do you know we get to make fresh pasta we get to make pasta by hand yeah. we get to do a bit of cooking I don't think on a big scale I would like to do mass scale unless it was like you know yeah <laughs> Well, let's just make millions out of it. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm not making any money at the moment and I'm quite happy doing it. But Matteo said to me, Jane, you have to think of this as a job. Like, you, yeah, know, you yeah. have to earn money at the end of the day. And I think if we can just earn enough and like for salaries and I can look after the staff I have, I don't want to make massive profits. I just want to have a really good product that, mm-hmm. you know, that I can stand over and be like, okay, I put my heart and soul into this and it's, it's really good. I remember Pat Walker down in our road telling me many years ago, saying, look, if you find something you love and you can do it, you'll never work another day in your life. And things are certainly made with love around here. And they're proven to be very popular among the residents of Sada. So if anybody's listening to the so, Irish yeah. and Sweden podcast, get yourself in here at lunch. And uh, buy, buy something to bring home, which is well, so the whole family gets a test. But for now, Jen, Thank thanks you very so much. much. Thank you. Great to be here again. <laughs> you make this pizza? Who we'll make it, this pizza? We're asking you. This your store logo, sir? That's in my box. This pie was found at a crime scene. My pizza never hurt nobody. Come again, sir? You don't find any bacteria in here. Some kids broke into Verdon Day High School. Broke things. They left us there. Now, you tell me their names. I go put my foot up with their ass. I got it, Pop. That's a custom job. How's that, sir? Double meatball, pepperoni, sausage, peppers, onions. Extra mozzarella. This pie fit a pattern? Come again, officer? Any customers order this combo on a regular basis? Only one I know. Who's that? I'd rather not say. Tell me right now. I find it, these bastards. Pop, go in the back. Make meatballs. Go ahead. Sir. Yes, officer? Word to the wise. What's that? Technically, you're an accessory after the fact. Lads, I am never going to miss an opportunity to use a clip from The Sopranos when I can, right? That's just the way of the world. It's just going to happen. I think this may be the first time I've done it on the podcast, but it certainly won't be the last. The magical Jen O'Sullivan there, and I, you know, it's cash. You could be standing there uh, looking at Jen and running her, her little pasta shop there, and I'm so proud of her. And it's nothing to do with me, but I'm just so delighted for her that she's running such a brilliant business and that she's getting so many customers coming back because they love what she does and they love how she does it. So if you do have a chance please go in there pay her a visit there before christmas uh pick something up you know and it's a great thing in the old christmas stress and that kind of thing to be able to go in there get a bit of fresh pasta a nice sauce she'll tell you what best to do it with you know uh, she uh, i bought some stuff off her there and i can't wait to try it when i get home now you know so get in there support her she deserves it and uh, i wish her every success and everything she's doing for the rest of the year and through her time there at soda holland and lord only knows what will happen next now lads there's a few events coming up that we just cannot be missing here again 
Uh, one of these days we'll have to shift one of these great events down to Stock or from Stockholm to Malmo or Gothenburg or whatever. But the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden still a young organisation. But um, and you will find that Enterprise Ireland and Tourism Ireland and everybody else has wandered around doing a few bits and pieces in the different parts of Sweden. But for now, the 2022 Gala Awards Ceremony for the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden is taking place on the 4th of December 2022. Uh, it kicks off at six o'clock in the evening, but for those who buy corporate tables, they'll have access from two o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, there's a, that, like if you have that corporate package area, you'll have seven people around the table. You have a separate meeting area and that kind of thing from two o'clock on the day. Um, so what is being presented on that day as part of the whole uh, as part of the whole gala is the ICCS Beacon Award for 2022. And the special guest is a man very close to my heart. He's an extremely competent journalist turned entrepreneur, turned done absolutely everything this lad has. Uh, it's Mark Little, who's the former uh, Washington correspondent for RTE, and he will be joining as the keynote speaker. And lads, you can't see it because it's audio, but I am kicking myself here because I'm going to be in Qatar at the World Cup. I won't be back until around the following week or so. But I would strongly, strongly advise you, if if you have any interest in business or technology or media or the future, get down there and listen to Mark, right? He is one of the cleverest people you'll ever me- you'll ever meet. Uh, he started a company called Storify to do with them. Um, it was more or less to do with um, verifying information coming from breaking news stories around the world. That was what that was. That was sold to, I think it was News Corp or some sort of Mur- Murdoch entity there. Mark sold that off. Then they started a new venture called Kinzen. Kinzen has just been bought by Spotify. So Mark understands two things, right? Gaps in the market, or three. Actually, he understands an awful lot of things, but gaps in the market and how to fill them with technology, but also the business aspect of how do you grow grow a company? How do you take simple but brilliant ideas and grow them into these, you know, like the man could open a farm full of unicorns at this stage, to use the business terminology. But that is all ahead of us with uh, the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden. And not only that, but all the members, or most of the members of the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden will be there as well. You've heard some of them on this podcast, you'll be hearing from more of them over the next year or so. We were recently having breakfast with them on a Thursday morning here in Stockholm. Uh, so if you go to their LinkedIn page, or if you go to the Irish Embassy's LinkedIn page, I'm looking at it straight in front of me here, uh, there is a link to the website where you can go and register for this, right? Or you can go to irishchamber.se and click on the events page there and you'll see the banner and you'll see Mark, lovely grey jacket, very stylish altogether. I suppose if you sold a couple of companies to Spotify, that'll do it for you right enough, you know? Um, so th- that's all there. All the details are there, as is the form for registration. It's going to be held at the Marriott Courtyard Hotel our good friend Marjorie Sundstrom down there, Roland Solves Leyland 50 is where they're at, and they will look after everything down there. So, um, as it says here, meet fascinating colleagues from across the spectrum of Swedish and Irish business, enjoy great food, an inspiring keynote, and great entertainment. And as, as I say, I can't say much more than that about it, but get yourselves involved there. Now, the week prior to that is the Swedish-Irish Society's Christmas dinner, right? This is one of those things going back years, there has been uh, a little bit, let's take you behind the scenes of local geopolitics, right? There has been situations in the past where we're talking about sort of two separate groups, right? You have the Swedish Irish Society and you have the Stockholm Gales or the various GEA clubs around the country, right? And the age profile tends to be either a little bit older or a, little, a few more families from the Swedish Irish Society. And the, the Gaelic football clubs, they tend to be a little bit more towards young 
perhaps single people that you know so in the past this really charged society dinner was a little bit expensive uh, for people but it's actually a very very reasonable um, proposition now I can't remember what it's going to cost now Sophie Murphy and the Swedish Irish Society would be able to tell you that but it's a brilliant night out right and as I'm sitting here in my little studio talking to you in November and it's getting dark outside and that kind of thing lads go right I've been to various different ones over the years in various different places uh, this one too I think is at the Marriott so it's going to be a brilliant evening no, like Marjorie Sundstrom understands what has to be done for the Swedish Irish community to be happy with that Christmas dinner it was a huge success last year and it will be a huge success again this year so if you can afford it and if you can get a babysitter if you can't get in touch with me I have a couple of teenage girls at home who will happily look after their children if you give them a few bob uh, but try to get out and about if you can with the Irish community and we'll do a little bit of celebrating both business and Christmas together if we can now, before we go to talk to Gareth at Taylor & Jones, just a reminder that this is a listener-supported podcast, and it's a good time of the year for Nell Swish, boys and girls. So if you have uh, a Swish on your phone, if you have a Swedish bank account and a Swedish phone, 123-2424-166. 123-2424-166 is the number. You can swish a few bob into that, uh, and that will help me keep the lights on here. And for that, you get this podcast, which comes out every week on a Monday morning at 7 o'clock. Uh, you get the Global Gale podcast, which I mentioned to bring out on Wednesdays but for some reason the first day I brought it out on a Saturday and it's been doing that ever since so that's uh, gathering legs now as well and the other pos- podcasts I do so uh, on average at least eight podcasts a month at least eight podcasts a month lads so if you can throw in a few bob there what would suit me best is if you go to patreon.com forward slash man in Stockholm and throw in 50 crowns or five euros a month there um, I'd, I'd ultimately be able to love to be able to do this and nothing else right that's going to require an awful lot of subscribers that I can pay the rent here in the studio and get around the place and that kind of thing I'd love to be able to do that but I can't do it without your help lads I'm more than happy to keep going the way I'm going right it's not for the money I'm doing this but it'd be brilliant to be able to dedicate myself to this and bring you even more stories from our own community and communities around the world so if you can help out there patreon.com forward slash man in Stockholm Again, the podcast will always be free, right? People on Patreon are saying to me, oh, you have to put things behind the paywall. You have to give people value. No, no, no. This is the soundness thing, right? The podcast will always be free because I remember what it was like not to have money in this country when I first moved here. And I'm not putting up that paywall. I'm not saying to somebody, no, you can't take part in this. It's bad enough not being able to socialize in the community if you can't afford to go for a few points, right? So am I going to take this off you as well? I'm fucking not, lads. I just point blank refuse to do it, right? But if you find yourself in a position where your mortgage is paid off you've won an old this slot or that kind of thing uh the patreon thing works out around about 60 euros 600 crowns over the years and if you think it's worth that that's great if you don't that's fine but if you don't do me a favor and see if you can find me a few other listeners a few new listeners Re- recommend it to other people other irish people you know in sweden or recommend the global gale to other irish people you know around the world and you can you can help me out in that way right um one of the people that i've known for a long time in this country and another great business that's been well worth supporting is the lads from taylor and jones now, when you get down there, you will see it's a British butcher, but of course they have taken care of the Irish community over the years as well, making sausages for us and providing us with turkeys and hams and everything else like that. And after many years of floating around on the internet, of driving around like an absolute maniac on the 23rd of December, looking for that last box of roses or Quality Street or celebrations or a pudding or what have you, I said, this year we get in a little bit early, right? We go and we'll talk to Gareth down there and let him give us the lowdown of what he's doing. Now, I'm being a smart ass about this, lads, because I put my order in last night, as I tell him in this little interview. Um, it's just, it's one of those things. They have um, 
a website you can go you can download the whole thing he'll describe the whole process to you and when we come back i will tell you where that website is and where you can find it on facebook and that but here is gareth from taylor and jones with the lowdown on where to get your christmas grub this year in stockholm and the surrounding areas because if you get an old turkey it'll survive in the car all the way up to yavel or to sunsval or out to vesterosa erdebro or Karlstar, wherever it happened happen to be if you come up in the train you're going back down to gothenburg i think your turkey will be all right for three hours and it'll cool bag and it's definitely the best place to get them but you're looking enough of that out of me I'll let him tell you all about it Gareth Jones we are in Taylor and Jones here on Coons Holman this is Christmas number how many for you uh, Christmas number 15. Oh, when we 15. opened, my uh, daughter was six months old, now she works here extra. She's 15 and a half. Unbelievable. Yeah. Serving sausages and British butchery to the people of Stockholm. Oh, right. absolutely. And Christmas is always such a busy time of year, you know, constantly with all the sausages, hams, turkeys. How much, how, how many more sausages would you make in, in December compared to the rest of the year, would you say? Oh, it's probably double the amount of our normal month, but the problem is, or the, the thing is, it's so concentrated. We sell that amount in like four days. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. It's not like the month. So from like the, you know, the tw- 19th to 20th. 19th, 20, 21, yeah, 19th to the 23rd, we do a huge amount of sausages, what we usually do in over a month, let's say, but we do it in like four days. It's a stressful time, I would So imagine. yeah, it's logistically a bit of a nightmare, but it's good fun. I mean, you know, it's, everyone has, everyone's patient, they have a bit of fun here, you know. Yeah. It's part of their Christmas, I love that. You know, kids coming as well to pick up the turkey. It's part, yeah. of, the, it's part of the family thing. Okay, I, I was actually sitting at home doing my order last night, and in the little family WhatsApp group, I was telling them, turkey's ordered, everything has to be collected. And, say, and it is, it's the start of it Christmas. Is, really, it is a know? bit of a thing. I mean, I know people always have to queue to get in here, and it was really a nightmare at COVID time. People were waiting like 45 minutes. Yeah. But everyone was happy. Everyone was waiting to get their mince pies and Christmas pudding and turkey. Yeah. And yeah, I love the fact that it's part of everyone's Christmas, you know? How much planning goes into that? When do you start sort of sourcing turkeys and hams? and? Well, sausage? the turkeys and hams, now we've been doing it so long, so we stick with the same people because, I mean, they, they deliver the perfect quality to us every year. So we stick with them, especially the turkeys. I mean, he's given us fabulous turkeys every year. Uh, but we start the English order, or you think all oh, the Christmas puddings and the mince pies and stuff like that. We put that in... The week before midsummer. The week before, so the middle of June. Middle of June, that order has to go in. Uh, but then the, you know, the hams we source the 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 the, the, um, the hams from a good Swedish supplier that's right up at the Slack Two so That's no problem. Yeah. We've dealt with them so long; they know that we're always going to order about a ton of pork that we can that we can cure. Yeah. And get that done for our Christmas hams, and then we do the cider ones as well. Which and you do all that fun. yourself. Do a lot of it ourselves, not everything, but a lot of it ourselves, an awful lot of it. How much has Brexit, the, the, I, didn't, I promise not to mention the dreaded B word, right? but how much <laughs> has that made things more difficult with the puddings and the Cadbury's chocolates? And that kind yeah, of it has. I mean, it was especially much more difficult in the very beginning, but it has made it more difficult. Transport costs are higher, more messing around. You can't order anything with a meat product in it, because then that goes has to have veterinary certificates and all sorts. So we can't order suet anymore. We have to make sure that we order the bistel that actually doesn't have any meat and all that type of stuff. Down to that level. Mm -hmm. Uh, So dairy and meat products are no no. We can't carry clotted cream anymore, which we used to do. Yeah, it would just stop the whole shipment. I mean, last year they were checking our mince pies for mince meat. 
And when we explained them that, no, 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 mince pies is not mince, it's mince fruit, they'd already sort of half, you know, cracked the shits with us and it was uh, whatever. And our, 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 our mince pies turned up on the 23rd, on our last day of opening. And the pallet was outside, it was really fun. I just had to go out with this huge queue and I said, could everybody just grab a box? So people, the customers were bringing in the mince pies and then just opening them and taking them. And the funny thing is in one day, we sold over half. We were yeah. giving them away in the sort of you know in the 26, 27th, but you yeah. know, it was just one of those fun things. But yeah, our, our shipment got stuck in Gotham. I think it was there three weeks, months. Yeah. It's one of those things, right? You're like, you know, if you're eating Christmas dinner, if you have sweets over at Christmas, you go, Oh, yeah. we have minced pies, they go, yeah. Jesus, I'm yeah, not eating that. that. You're yeah. having that with tea or coffee. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's the hardest thing for you to get hold of now? I don't know really. It's just getting the whole thing together and all of a sudden. For us, it's really disappointing. Like last time, everyone wants loads of Branson pickle. It's one of the standard things, yeah? Yeah. So we do, we do much bigger orders now mm. um, because of transport costs and things like that and Brexit making it more tricky. We do larger orders. And last time the order came and I said, where's the Branson? I found it. Oh, yeah, we didn't have any. I just right. oh, and they're like, yeah, oh, whatever. See you later. So we haven't oh. had Branson pickle for I don't know how long. And, you know, before you'd just be able to throw it on anything and yeah. bring it over. You can't do that anymore. No, though. my mate brings over loads of beer almost every week. And I, before, I could have just said, do me a favor, dump three cases of Branson, then put it in. But I can't do that now because it might stop his whole beer delivery. Right. I, have you tried sourcing things from outside of the UK, from Ireland, for instance? I know. I did, but they didn't want to get back to me. I don't know why. I, I did speak to like five Irish cash and carries, and I think they all thought, oh, no, that's too much of a headache. So right. none of them got back to me. Do you know um, what, lads? I'll tell you what, I know there's people from Board B and the Irish Food Board here who listen to this podcast. I'll be putting in the word now, Gareth, we're really getting the boys to work. You know? Funny enough, though, most of the companies have already moved now to Europe. They have. Like yeah. The company we use, they've actually moved to Belgium. So now when I'm ordering, I'm ordering from Belgium. Okay. So enough. they deal with all the customs and tell me when it's coming, and I just, yeah. You know, that makes life a little bit easier. It makes it easier, but it's more expensive. Yeah. What's your own Christmas like, my friend? Because you work here kind of up until the very last yeah, minute. Yeah, oh, it's lovely, actually. You know, when I'm done, I always go for um, a Christmas ham with my father-in-law on the 23rd when we close. So it's a fresh ham, and we always have, like, some you know, some snaps with that. And yeah. that's my tradition then. And then on the on the 24th, we do the Swedish. And on the 26th Boxing Day, we do the English. You do the English, so you take a day off on Christmas take Day? Take a day off on Christmas Day. Extremely relax. hungover, one would hope. Yes. <laughs> and then we do the, we do the, um, the English one on Boxing Day, because it's my, it's my wife's brother's uh, birthday as well. Oh, brilliant. So we combine that and always have a turkey on that day. Right. We need your top tips, right? Family of four, what size of turkey, what size of ham? Family of four, I would say, Take just your standard turkey of five kilos. Anything under a five kilo turkey just doesn't really look like a turkey. It looks like more like a, a big chicken. Like a fat chicken, yeah. Yeah, so I would say your standard five kilo turkey. And a family of four for a ham. Again, you don't need too much, maybe 2.5 kilos. So it still looks like a ham at 2.5 kilos. Anything under that just looks a bit... There's crap on Instagram, yeah, 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 and it just it just doesn't do it, you know. I mean, ham you can have for a few days as well, so about two and a half kilos, I would say, yeah. So there's probably a lot of younger people now who might be over here for the first time, spend their first Christmas away from home. Do How do you cook a turkey without getting a taste like sawdust? I always like to cook it like nice and slowly, and I put bacon over the top of it, or, or um, you know, in Swedish that would be rimmed seed. That's just like cured streaky bacon over yep. the top. Uh, cover it with foil, let it go slowly until I think it's it's uh, at the right temperature. You can take the temperature just sort of under the thigh. Okay. But that's where it always is last to get cooked. Yeah. 
uh, and then take a foil off and brown everything off. I think, to be honest with you, though, most people, their biggest problem is they're, for some reason, afraid of poultry, and they really kill it. They just, and, yeah. by the, and by the time they take that temperature, it's way up at 80, 85. So stick it to Exactly, yeah. So I think the thing is, I mean, I'm not supposed to say, you know, I take it out a little bit under where it should be because it will always go there. It keeps cooking after you take it out. And, of course, if you stuff your turkey, make sure you take out the stuffing from the carcass before it's done. You put then the stuffing in a tray and the turkey back in the oven because the juices from the turkey don't get cooked in the stuffing. Okay. And that's where most people get their food poisoning from in the UK. It's the juices in the stuffing. This is extremely useful tips. <laughs> it's the one meal that my wife cooks every year. She does it absolutely brilliantly. That's great. What do you do with your leftovers? Leftovers? Me? I, I don't have any leftovers. Well, I love curry, so I make a curry. That's simple. Mm. But I, oh, I also like quiche, so I can make quiche too. Ooh, quiche, quiche with a bit of turkey and it's lovely. I like that. A bit of turkey, a yeah. bit of bacon. It's really nice. Fantastic. Yeah. Now, how should people go about it? Because you just mentioned that, like, you know, you do some two months worth of meat in four days. What's mm. the best, most cost effective, time effective way for people to get stuff from you this Christmas? Well, our order form's out on our homepage. It's also on, um, we've done it on, it's on our homepage and we've also put it out on Facebook and Instagram. And, you just uh, download the order form and get it sent to us by, I think it's either the 3rd or the 5th of December, mm -hmm. and then we'll have everything ready. So you just order all the products and state which date you want to pick them up. Yeah. That's it, really. And when people come in, just avoid the same people going, you know, don't come in on your lunch hour, right? Because fucking everybody comes in on lunch hour. It is difficult. I mean, everybody's here, but always later in the day, it's quieter. I yeah. mean, everybody wants you in the morning, they've got things to do in the afternoon. It's always a bit quieter in the afternoon. Mm. But I mean, it's four days of chaos. Fair enough. I was just thinking that I always go sort of, you know, as close to your closing time as possible on the 23rd. And, and you wander in and we're just hanging out, cleaning up and yeah. Pr pretty much, you know, yeah, and yeah, there's yeah. always a time for a little chat. And that kind yeah, of. exactly. Well, so people can afford to leave it late. If not, if they want to collect it on the 21st or that kind of thing, mm -hmm. these things will keep in the fridge. They'll Absolutely. Be They'll be good. I, I'm usually at least to the 26th, 27th. That's a conversation I have to have with the farmer when we're actually going to slaughter them and pack them. But they... They keep for 10 days. Brilliant. So, yeah, they're usually good for 26th, 27th. Fantastic. So they can pick them up on the 21st. If it's cold weather, they can just put it in a, you know, on their balcony or in their garage in a, in a cooler box if yeah. it's cold. Otherwise, you have to make room in your fridge. Yeah. So anything down around zero, two degrees, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, anywhere between zero and four, really. That'll do it yeah, 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 absolutely. And just one last time, uh, one last thing, Gav. Your opening hours, what time do you close out on the 23rd? Six o'clock. Six o'clock on the 23rd. Absolutely. That's it. Yeah. Do you remember the year I came running in here looking for a pudding at 10 to 6? <laughs> You're not the first one to do that. Uh, so I mean, the funniest thing is that we're always on the 23rd because we have to keep so much for stuff for people to, for the orders. As we're getting through the orders, we realize, okay, great, we have got 10 extra yeah. puddings and we start putting them out. Oh, yeah, and we have got 10 extra bags of crackers. Start putting them out because we can't, we can't run out of stuff people have ordered. No, yeah. no, the funniest thing is, yeah, and you're coming in late on a 23rd, you'll often get the Christmas pudding or the crackers or something because we start putting out the stuff we've kept behind. There you go. Look at lads, don't do what I did. Don't wait until the last word. Get in touch with Gareth here yeah. at Taylor Jones. Order yeah. your stuff. Yeah. Cruise in here and that will be for a merry, merry Christmas. I'll see you on the 23rd, sir. You will. You will. Look forward to it. Where's the turkey, Jeremy? What? The turkey. Where's the turkey? I thought you were getting the turkey. You what? No turkey? You f idiot, Jeremy! You total f idiot! That was your job, you f moron! You cretin! You're a f That's what you are! A f head! It was a joke.
I was joking. It was a Christmas joke. Uh, oh, I see. Oh. Of course I've got a turkey. It's an organic turkey. I took ages researching it online. It's going to be delicious. That, that looks like a lovely turkey. I'm sorry, I, I flew off the handle a bit. That wasn't very Christmassy. No, it wasn't. I apologise. There you go, a little early taste of what can possibly go wrong if you don't get your turkey lined up in good time for Christmas. So get yourselves onto the internet there, taylorsandjones.se, or onto Facebook and just Taylors and Jones in there, and you'll be able to get in contact with the lads, you'll find the order form there, and you can get your bits and pieces sorted out for Christmas. And sure, tell Garrett Jones that the good people here at the Irish and Sweden podcast have sent you. Uh, big thanks to Martin Hessian and the lads and the ladies at Veerstrom's that time of the year now lads if you're having a few Christmas drinks especially if you work with Swedish people right we want their money going across the bar in Veerstrom's pub over the next few weeks bring them down there introduce them to the finest Irish bar in Stockholm possibly in all of Sweden with maybe the exception of Fagans down below there in Malmö Um, so get them down there and uh, bring them in there, treat them to a few drinks, let them to treat you to even more drinks, and indeed to our good friends at the Irish Chamber of Commerce in Sweden. Uh, check out their website, make sure you get to their events over the next little while now, especially when Mark Little comes to town. Now, over the next few weeks, I have a few podcasts already, a few interviews already done, and I'll be bringing you a podcast, despite the fact that by the time you hear next week's podcast, I will be in Qatar at the World Cup, right? Now, don't stop sending me stuff to do with the community, right? Keep telling me about the events. Keep telling me if you're having something special going on in your town or with your theatre group or with your football team or whatever it happens to be. Let me know because the podcast will continue as normal. I've just done a little bit more of the legwork before I go just because I don't know how much time I'm going to have over there. And there's some fa- fascinating interviews coming up for you, right? So uh, keep in touch on that kind of thing. Um, enjoy this time of the year. It is a little bit on the dark side and that kind of thing. I've never really gotten used to the darkness in this country but I have to say that the time certainly leading up to Christmas after Christmas I hate January I have to say but leading up to Christmas is always a good time uh, I hope you're with good people I hope you're in a good place yourself that life is treating you well and that you have something to look forward to here now I hope you found a ticket, whether it be a train ticket or an airline ticket, to take you home for Christmas, if that's where you're heading. And uh, if you're going to be here in Sweden over the Christmas time, do let me know, especially if you're going to be in Stockholm, because I don't want to see anybody left out of the festivities. So do get in touch, and uh, we'll try to put people together. We'll try to make sure that nobody's left on their own or left feeling lonely at all this Christmas. In the meantime, lads, there'll be another podcast next week. You can bet your bottom dollar on that. Uh, But for the meantime, uh, look after yourselves, look after one another, and I'll talk to you again very soon from Qatar if you don't mind good luck